new beginnings. Come on. Let's do it. Stand and worship our King with us tonight. Come on, put your hands together, lift your voice, worship the King tonight. Amen. Let's show our joy tonight the way we sing about it. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God still holds the victory.
is so good. Amen, church. And we get to sing that here tonight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We get to sing it.
Surround us with your love, Jesus. With your overwhelming peace. You know, church, today, I was in a meeting with our executive pastor and just some sharing each other's hearts. And we all get the breaking news. And it says that Americans were held hostage by this terrorist group in Israel in a plane that were trying to get out of Israel. And I know they're fighting that battle there spiritually and literally on the ground for us. And the song that we're about to sing is you and I have been held captive for so many years. We run around sometimes full of fear. We forget sometimes because we're so involved in the things of this world. That when we sing this song, I want you to sing it from right here. Because it reminds us not of only who he is, but whose we are. I come out of agreement with the lie that you have left me on my own. No, I am not alone. I come out of agreement with the worry and the fear I've come to know. No, they won't have a hold on me.
again. There's no weapon. No weapon, no worry will prosper against me. No darkness, no evil will tease or torment me. No weapon will against me. No darkness, no evil will tease or torment me. forward, Lord, we say, Lord, here are the keys. Every area of my life, Lord, I want you to run to you for, Lord. Fill us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We get to be in the midst of the kingdom, Jesus. We're at your feet right now, Lord. Desperate to hear your voice. Let us cleanse our hearts tonight, Lord, to hear your voice, to feel your presence, Everything else set aside, Lord, to hear you, to feel you, Lord, to feel a touch, Lord, to touch that hem of your garment, Lord. Everything set aside, Lord, to be with you tonight, right here in this moment. Earlier, Lord, you know my heart praying for what's going on over there with uh, not just the Americans overseas, Lord, but Lord, that you say protector over all of your people, Lord, Jews and Gentiles alike, Lord, all, we're all the same now. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the veil that was torn down, Lord. And now, Lord, we say, protector, you said you wouldn't leave me, and you won't. We trust in those, Lord, for us who are called children of the King. So we come in here, Lord, for comfort, for your direction. Thank you, Jesus. Let these words reign true in our life. We feel your presence, Lord, right now. Thank you, Jesus. You said you wouldn't leave me, and you won't, Heavenly Father. Now, Lord, I just pray that our hearts here tonight, Lord, will be cleared of all of this fog, Lord, that surrounds us, Lord, outside of these walls, Lord. That you would dwell within, Lord, that we would make that difference, Lord, to let them know out there, hey, you have a protector that you too can run to. Thank you, Jesus. Let me go 
Protector, protector, you hide me in the shadow of your wings. Your presence is my peace, my covering. Now let's pray a prayer tonight. Protect, protect. Give him a shout of praise here tonight. That's who he is. Who we are and whose we are tonight is we have that protector. Don't let that run from you, church. Thank you, Lord, for this time of worship, Lord, that you have reminded us of who we are and whose we are, Jesus. That you have us, Lord, in the shadow of your wings. You are a tower of refuge and of strength. And we run to you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hey, church, it's so amazing to be with you in this place tonight. Why don't we welcome one another tonight in his name? My brothers and sisters, um, just want to catch you up on a couple of things. Uh, I know that worship full time, I, I hope we carry that heart into our message because, you know, Pastor Richard will be coming up here in just a little bit. And uh, man, church, I just pray that you would allow the Lord to continue to work uh, in you the way he did during that, that worship service. Because, man, the fire will be later again tonight here at this, at this pulpit here in a few minutes. Uh, my family, I want to welcome those watching from home as well on our live stream. Never, never uh, want to lose that opportunity to welcome you uh, as well, church on, online. Uh, I want to catch you up on a couple of things, my family, that are going on uh, here this coming weekend. Such a busy weekend and always uh, what's going on here at the, at the church. Um, I, first, I want to thank, uh, without, without missing this opportunity, can we give it up for Miss Jessica Ramirez and her team at NB Kids? What an amazing time that we had at, uh, at Shrunk or Treat and the way you and I are, are partnering together to impact not just this body of believers, but also the community around us and the world is just amazing. Um, so thank you so much, church, for your, uh, for your faithful uh, partnership with us in, in those community events because it was just an amazing time. I mean, we were, we were thousands and thousands of people that came through. And uh, that's, those are lives that are impacted. So a lot of those, if, if you didn't get to connect with a lot of those kind of walking around uh, with candy bags, those kids light up and the parents light up. And it, to be able to minister to, to those families is just a blessing. So we say thank you for your participation, for your partnership. Uh, and never want to lose the opportunity to do that. So thank you. And when you see Miss Jessica out there, trust me, 
um, every time she has one of these big events, um, it, 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 it's, it's a big task for her and her team. So you see her walking around, uh, say thank you to her, if you will. I'm sure she would be blessed to know how much you were blessed. Church, uh, another, um, another opportunity that we have to, to reach out to, to our families and community um, outside of these four walls is with, uh, with ministries like Frontline Resurrection and Under His Construction. Under His Construction, every single year, they partner with Angel Tree. How many of you guys are familiar with Angel Tree? Quick show of hands. For those that aren't familiar with Angel Tree, let me give you a quick rundown on what they do. Angel Tree is this awesome ministry that began. It's really a prison ministry outside of prison. And what it is, is you and I get to partner with Angel Tree via Under His Construction and there's a Christmas tree and a Christmas setup out there if you haven't seen it out there yet. And you pick an angel from that tree and it has, you know, little Tommy's name on it or little, a little girl's name on it. I don't know why I can't think of a girl's name, but Tommy and Susie. How about that? And you pick that name and they've given their wish list and you buy that gift with that angel tree. And when you get that gift, it doesn't come from Michael Romero. And family, it comes from mom and dad who are on the inside. And so you and I don't get the credit, but that's okay because we're not in it for the credit. Who gets the credit is the family. Mom and dad who say, you know what, I have a nine-year-old boy, his name is Tommy. And I would love to get him a basketball this year. And then you and I get that from the tree. We go to Walmart and we buy a $12 basketball. And then they get it and they go, my gosh, even from the inside, my dad loves me. My mom still thinks of me. While she's on the inside. And we get to unite families because at the end of that, we have a big party here at New Beginnings Church. Where all the families come together and Pastor Chris and Pastor Sonia, they put on a big production. And and the team at UHC and they dress up as Santa Claus and the elves. And they make this big experience for the kids and they call them by name and say, Tommy and... And they get, grandma brings them up or whomever's their guardian at the time. And man, it's just a blessing to see them light up because they don't think they're going to get a gift from mom or dad this year. And they do because you and I make that happen. So, you know, church tonight, you know, we're in the middle of our sermon series titled All About Me, which really means it's not all about me if you've been here for a week or two. And I want you to not make it about you. And tonight... I want to challenge you that after service, you stop by that table. And if you want more information, you talk to the table out there and say, hey, is this really what it's all about? Or if you get a pretty good grasp of it, you can say, hey, I'll take one or two of those cards. I know my family and I, we take two or three every year, and we like to bless the kids. So I challenge you, church, stop by that table, pick up one of those cards, but don't just pick it up. It's all good if you want to pick up 10. It's turning them back in. That makes the difference. Turning in that card back with the gift, wrapped, pretty, awesome, ready to go. That's what we need from you, church. So if you do me a favor, stop by that table after service and, 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 and pick up one of those angel trees. That would be amazing. Amen? That's how you and I make a difference in this community. And for the next generation and generations to come. Now, family, I want to, other thing is, don't forget, my ladies in the church, Sisterhood is going to be having their monthly potluck that's this Saturday, so uh, go to the grocery store, get that list ready, and get it, get it down, 
make sure to bring extras because every time you bring extras, we get them on Tuesday mornings when we come back in. Okay? We have a nice little plate of, hey, guys, there's some extra goodies. So, and um, remember, October was Pastor, was Pastor Appreciation Month, so that can carry into November just as easily. Okay? With all the baked goods. And thank you so much for all the love I speak on behalf of Pastor Richard and Pastor Cindy as well. Uh, and myself to say thank you for all the gifts, all the cards, the phone calls, the notes for Pastor Appreciation Month. We thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, we were really, really touched by all the gifts and, and all the kind words. Um, church, another blessing that I want to give you, and I've made this executive decision, Pastor Richard. I apologize. You, you didn't know about this. Um, but Sunday, we get to turn our clocks back. And I'm going to get you guys an extra hour of sleep. Okay, I'm going to allow, allow you guys to go when that alarm goes off. Okay, it's you're going to have an extra hour of sleep. So I don't want you to to forget that uh, just in case you still you still winding them clocks. If that's still you. Don't forget. All right. Our cell phones for the most part change. Okay, but just so you know, that kitchen clock, that microwave clock has got to go back one hour Saturday at two o'clock in the morning. So uh, make sure and get that done on Saturday before you go to bed. Amen, church. So, church, um, these events and so many other ones, like our night of worship with our, our, our sisterhood, which is November the 10th, by the way, I want to invite every single lady within the sound of my voice to get one or two more and come on uh, uh, over here to New Beginnings Church on the 10th for a beautiful night of worship and praise. going to be led by our worship team here at New Beginnings and, and with leadership from, New, from sisterhood. It's just going to be an amazing, amazing time. Those events and so many others that you can find by downloading our NBC ABQ app, or you can go onto our events page on our, on our uh, website. And while you're there, I always let you guys know the reason why we're able to do the Angel Trees of the World, how we sponsor those children and sponsor ministries and uh, Trunker Trees of the World is because of your faithful obedience. It's your obedience, church. And we thank you so much for that, for being obedient to the word. The word of God tells us that he honors obedience over sacrifice every single time. And so we want to make sure to say thank you for your obedience because we couldn't do the ministry that we, don't, that we do without that. And church, if you have not been able to give, or maybe you said, I've never done that before. How do I do it? The ways to give are behind me you can, or on the screen in front of you at home. You can do it via text message by texting uh, that word to that number that's behind me that I have never memorized. It used to be easy. It used to be five numbers. But you can text it. You can do it via our app. Or you can do it online. Or you can drop off an envelope with your gift at one of the entryways into our sanctuary. Thank you so much, church, for your partnership. I always say that. Thank you so much. We love you, church. I turn it over to our senior pastor, Richard Mansfield. Amen. What a tremendous joy to be able to worship, man. Boy, wasn't that a powerful time in the presence of God. Well, he hasn't left, and we haven't left his presence. So for all of you online, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being with us here. We hope that someday you could actually be with us in here, because, man, the, the, the spirit of God here is just, man, I pray that you're experiencing what we're experiencing right here. I, I uh, just want to say that uh, it is such a joy to see so many people that came out for the Trunk or Treat. Uh, it was phenomenal. 
uh, we were able to pray and lead some people to Christ and pray with people and minister to families, and it was really, really wonderful. I want to start off by saying thank you again to, to tag uh, uh, with Pastor Mike, tag along and say thank you for all the wonderful treats that you guys spoiled us with, with uh, on the Pastor Appreciation Month. And I want to thank uh, Fred and Maxine because they nominated me for October birthday month with Family Life Radio. So everyone that has a birthday, and, and I won. So <laughs> I, I, get the, I get a tres leches cake, and, 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 and I get, uh, I'm like, oh, my gosh, Fred, thank you, Maxine, thank you. And I'm like, I never win anything. I'm like, orale, tres leches. If Cindy's a good girl, I might share with her. And who knows, I might even share with any of you guys. Probably not, but, you know, I'll be thinking of you. I'll go, Lord, I wish there was enough for everybody. <laughs> but there's not, there's not. But, uh, but I, I, I was like, I just got an a, a, a email right before I walked up here, and I go, Mira, Maxine and Fred, are they cute? I love these guys so much. And I told, I told them, I want to go, ah! Oh, you really? They go, we don't even know if you like tres leches. Who doesn't like tres leches? Oh, my gosh. For all of you that don't know what tres leches are, it means three milks. And so they use literally three different kinds of milks, and it's the most delicious cake. But we're not here about talking about tres leches tonight. <laughs> But see, just talking about it, it got you guys all excited. Let's go get some coffee and thread leches after church, you know? But see, things, we get cheap thrills off of stuff. And, and it's weird how we'll pour money and time into stuff that gives us cheap thrills. And it gives us excitement. And the bad thing is, we're always looking for that next thing. Sometimes you go to the place of excitement, and you go, eh, it's not that exciting, so what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? And it reminds me of this man in the Bible named Solomon. Solomon is the man who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. He was a king. He was the son of King David. And he was a man filled with great wisdom. And in the book of Ecclesiastes, he writes these words, starting in chapter 2, and I'm going to read all 11 verses. He says, I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. How many times have you said that? Let's go, you know, let's try pleasure. Let's look for the good things in life. But I found that this too was meaningless. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do? to seek pleasure. After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine. And while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. In this way, I tried to experience the only happiness some people find during their brief life in this world. And I also tried to find meaning by building huge houses, homes for myself, and by planting beautiful vineyards. 
I made gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. I built reservoirs to collect the waters to irrigate my many flourishing garden or groves. He goes, I bought slaves, both men and women, and others were born into my household. I also owned large herds and flocks, more than any of the other kings who had lived in Jerusalem before me. Sounds like he's a competitive guy, right? Want to make sure I'm better than you. I'm the king and I'm better than you. I'm the king and I am, you know, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And then verse 8, I collected great sums of silver and gold and treasure and many kings and uh, uh, treasures of many kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, and I had my uh, many beautiful concubines, and I had everything a man could desire. So I became greater than all who had lived in Jerusalem before me, and my wisdom never failed me. Anything I wanted, I would take. I denied myself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labors. But as I looked, and everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless. Like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. Lord, I pray that tonight we can really understand that if I'm going to love my neighbor as myself, I need to get myself together. So it's all about me to make it all about you. And I pray you guide me in Christ's name, amen. There's reasons why people seek excitement, why they're excitement seekers. Some people seek excitement because they get addicted to adrenaline, the adrenaline of the excitement. I remember I was always an adrenaline junkie. When I was young and I was a kid, Man, I was always a hard worker, and, and I'll never forget one time, I, I, since I was six years old, I was out there raking leaves, mowing lawns, on and on, you know. I would sell, I don't know if any of you ever saw a magazine called Grit, and, and I would sell seeds, I would sell flower seeds and vegetable seeds, and sell Christmas cards, and I'd make money, and I'd, I'd ask my dad, hey, can I do this? And he'd go, yeah. And, and my mom would go, you're going to let him go around the neighborhood? He's a little kid. He goes, oh, like, is he going to sell that much? And he goes, son, did you make any money? Yeah, dad, eight years old. Yeah, dad, I made $350. What? <laughs> I was a businessman. I was banking it, man. And, and then I came home with a mini bike, right? It was a kind of mini bike that you, like a lawnmower, you know, and I came home with a mini bike, and I'm all, yeah, baby. And my dad's like all proud of me. Like, look at that. That's my son, man. That's my boy. And my mama's there. Vale, Which means you better get off that junk and get that junk out of here. So I owned a mini bag for like 45 minutes. <laughs> and I don't know which adrenaline was better. Owning the mini bike or finally getting rid of it. Okay, mom, don't hit me, you know. But... But I used to like, I, I, man, I had motorcycles, I had 
I, 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 sometimes my friends and I would go off to the desert, and there was this place we called, uh, it, we called it Warrior Hill because I was in this gang called Warriors. And we'd go out there, and we would jump off this cliff. It was about a 35-foot drop, and, and it was just dirt down there. And we would just jump. And then, oh, that was cool. We'd climb up the mountain and jump again. It's like, what's wrong with you? Are you like an idiot? Yeah, yeah, but it was sure fun. It, no, it was like we were just wanting some kind of excitement. And sometimes you're getting into that, but you're getting yourself in trouble seeking some kind of adrenaline junkie that you become. Some people use ex- uh, excitement to numb their inner pain. They have pain that they're hiding, pain that they're, 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 they're suppressing, pain that they don't want to deal with, pain they don't, they don't want to confront. So they're always looking for some kind of fun. They're the ones, a lot of times, they're the ones, the loud one. It was like me. I, I had a lot of inner pain, so I'd be the loud one at the party, and they'd always be like, like I, I've, I think I've shared this before, but in the seventh and eighth grade, even the ninth grade, that people would have a house party, and they go, hey, Richard, can you and your sister come? And, and they go, because if you guys can't come, man, there's no party. And I go, oh, we, we, we can't make it this weekend. Well, what weekend can? We'll make it around your schedule. I'm like, it's your birthday. But they had it around my schedule because I was the guy that'd get there, yeah, yeah, you know. And, and, and I was trying to have all this excitement on the outside because on the inside, I, wanted, I didn't want anyone to see my brokenness. I didn't want them to see my pain. And, 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 and some people use excitement as a substitute uh, by their meaningless life. They, they don't have anything worthwhile to do. They don't have anything that they're sold to. And because of that, they, they do something just like, well, life is empty anyway, so might as well have fun or do something. I don't know. But let me tell you something. I, I want to talk about how we can really make a difference in our life and, and really, truly uh, live for the excitement of it all. And, and we, we quit chasing excitement when we finally give ourselves to significant things, to real significant things. And, and we have to understand that. And we have to realize that. That once you find something significant in your life, man, you're, you're sold on it. That's why some friends of yours, they don't even believe in Jesus but man, oh man, they're hardcore into, into you know, Alzheimer's marches and, and they're into cancer walks. And, and those are all good causes, don't get me wrong. But they're always looking for something next because they're trying to find some kind of significance. And when you come to Jesus, you really find significance in your life. And then you realize that everything you do, you do for the glory of God. And everything you do, you do to lift up the name of Jesus. See, and now every time you bless someone, you're blessing them in the name of the Lord. And that's why it even says, whatever you do, do in the name of Christ. And, 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 and when you read that in Colossians, and you realize that, that everything you do, you do in the name of the Lord. I've said this before. Man, if you bless somebody, you go, man, here, man, I want to I bless this with you in the name of the Lord. 
oh, man, here, man, let's go get high together in the name of the Lord. Let's go. Are you with me? See, that's what it's saying. Do everything in the name of the Lord. See how ridiculous that sounds? Like, no, I would never do that. Well, that's it. You shouldn't be doing that. And when you find significance, you don't do that. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. It says, but on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. It says, the fire will show, it says, the fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, the builder will receive a reward. So at the very end, when we finally get to heaven, apparently there's going to be a big old furnace that, that refines us, and the things that we really did for Christ are going to remain, and the things that didn't are going to burn up. Just It's, just, it, it, it's, it's meaningless. It's empty. And it might be a lot of fluff for you. Oh, I did this. I did that. And God's going to go, I don't see it. It's not left. It burned up because it was meaningless. Are, are you with me? And, and God's going to see what was real. And, and sometimes we do things for us, and sometimes we really do things for God. And sometimes we do things for God, and God shares the credit with us. And we're like, oh, Lord, I, I had nothing to do with it, man. And God goes, I know you didn't, but you gave it over to me, and I want to honor you. And he says, if you humble yourself, I'll lift you up. But if you lift yourself up, he'll knock you down. <laughs> and, and that's why it's important to find something significant in your life. And, and the significance that we find, first and foremost, is when you give your life to Jesus Christ, you find out you're worth dying for, that you literally are worth the cost of his life, that he died for your life. He died for, to pay the price for your sins. And when you realize that, you go, oh, my gosh, I always thought I was garbage, but I'm not. I always thought I was just worthless, but I'm not. I'm worth dying for. And, man, when you come to realize that, you realize how significant your life is. You realize how worth your life is, and you quit living a worthless life, and you start living a life filled with great joy. The second thing we need to understand is that we quit chasing excitement when we give ourselves to others when we pour ourselves out and we help others and we live for others instead of just for us. Come on, let's face it. When you do something good, don't you feel good? Don't you even kind of tell yourself, I did my good deed for the day. It's like, man, there's something about, it, it's, the Lord said it, it's more blessed to give than to receive. But that is so true. Because, man, when you pour yourself out, all of a sudden you just feel like, man, you, you have a spring in your step. You're like, Man, that was awesome, man. We were able to do something. That was so cool. It's like, I don't know if you've ever gone feeding the homeless out in the street. But, and, and, and now you don't even have to go on the street because if you want to feed, the, some people go, I want to feed the homeless. Go to God's warehouse. They feed 500 people every day. No, but, but I want to do it. I'm going to make my burritos, and I'm going to make 20 burritos and feed 20 people. I don't want to feed 350. I don't want to feed 500. Pastor Chuck gets all the credit for that. He doesn't. Pastor Chuck's always posting, this, this church came and these volunteers came and this is, because it's not about him. See, 
he found that significance about pouring out to others. And, and that, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with going out and feeding the hungry out in the streets, because not everyone goes there. But I also want to tell you this, that you can go to certain ministries. There's a lot of ministries in town. Once a month, we give out 15, 20,000 pounds of food here. And we need volunteers making the boxes. And, man, people come, and some people, they go, Pastor, I, I, I just had surgery. So they sit down making boxes. I, I can't lift anything. So they're re- recording people and registering people. Some people come, and they just come and are blessing and praying with people. They're doing something, but there's something about pouring out to others and not just taking in when it's all about you. Let me tell you something. You finally realize, oh, man, life's all about me, and I found my life. You preach all you want. And there was five different churches that went, and, and we said, we're in. And the next week, Pastor Chuck was the only one that showed up. And, and they go, what happened to the other four churches? And we're like, well, we don't know, but we're here. And, and so we started ministering. And I go, Chuck, this is your calling, man. You're going to be doing this. And Pastor Chuck's like, well, this really isn't what I had in mind. And, and I'm, I'm like, but Pastor Chuck's this amazing man that he submits himself to the Lord first and foremost. And then he sacrificed himself to the Lord to say, oh, Lord, you told me to submit to my pastor, and Pastor Richard's my pastor, and he's asking me to do this. And Okay, pastor, I'll do it, yeah. Uh, and, and next thing you know, we're, we, we couldn't have it there in their building. And so we go, what are we going to do? And they, they offered us a warehouse right behind that clinic. And, and they said, we'll rent you the warehouse. This lady, and we're like, well, we don't have budget. <laughs> we don't have any money. And she goes, I'll rent it to you for a, a dollar a year. And we're like, hey, Chuck, do you have any money? And he goes, no. And I didn't have any money. And we put our money together, and we gave her a dollar, and she, we rented it. And, and, and next thing you know, Chuck's pouring himself out a 12-step, but People are coming hungry, and, and Chuck's got the biggest heart in the world, man. And, and he just starts, we got to feed him. And I was like, how are we going to do that? He goes, we'll figure a way out. We started feeding them. Next thing you know, it is what it is today. They're feeding up to 500 people a day. Now, that was not Chuck's desire. That was not his intent. That's not what he had been praying for. That's not what he had been looking for. And it's all that lady that said, well, what about these guys? And what about my kids? And Chuck's like, okay, Lord, I feel it. Okay, I hear you. I know it's not her. It's you, okay. And he sacrificed what he thought he wanted to do for what he's doing. And look at the impact I mean, he's been recognized by the governor, by the mayor, by the county commissioners, by the county manager. I I mean, it's phenomenal what God is doing, all because Chuck decided to take what God put in his lap instead of what he did. See, we, we find excitement when we sacrifice ourselves for the Lord. In in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter sixteen. Verse 24 and 25, 
It says, then Jesus said to my disciples, to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways. And Jesus just laid it out there, didn't he? He didn't say, well, you got to, no, no, you got to quit being so selfish and take up your cross and follow me. And if you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, <laughs> you're going to save it. And he goes, man, you're going to find it. You're going to experience it. You see, that's something about that sacrifice that makes it phenomenal. Something about that sacrifice that makes it different. Something about that sacrifice that makes it so fulfilling. God wants to give you significance. He, want, he, wants, to give you, he wants to give you purpose. He wants to give you an opportunity to give yourselves of yourselves to others. He wants to give you an opportunity to sacrifice yourself. And, and then another thing is that we've got to understand that we quit chasing the excitement when we live for the right reason. Do you even know why you're here? You know, one of the number one reasons people always ask is why on earth am I here? Why, why was I born? I was told all my life I was a mistake. My mom and dad said I wasn't even planned. My mom even told me she contemplated divorcing, I mean, aborting me. My dad didn't even want me. I've never even met my dad. And, and you think, like, what was I even here for? And God is going, for me. You're here for me. You're here to come to know me, worship me, serve me, live by me, live for me, and be an instrument of my love. That's why you're here. And God says, man, let me be your father. And don't compare me to your earthly father, because God is way, way better than your earthly father. Now, I had a phenomenal dad. And some of you had amazing dads. And some of you, the fact that I even mentioned dad, you're like already going, oh, I wish he wouldn't have brought up dads. Now I quit listening to him because I hate my dad. My dad did horrible things to me, and my dad abandoned us. I've never even met my dad, or I wish I never would have met my dad because of the things he did to me, and on and on. Our God is a loving God, a compassionate God, a caring God, a saving God, a sacrificial God, a provisional God, a redeeming God. He is a God that calls you by the future, not by the past. He's a God that lays you and labels you, redeemed of the Lord, washed by the blood. He says there's no spot nor wrinkle. That's our God. That's the God we serve. That's the God that we come to. And that's a God that supports us and leads us and guides us and helps us and strengthens us. You see, we always have a tendency to live for the wrong God. We live for the God of glory because we want the glory. And God goes, no, it's all about me. And when you put it out all out for God, guess what? He shares the glory. There's something about God. He's, he's like not all selfish He's a jealous God. He doesn't want any, he don't want to share you with anybody but himself. And when he has you, then he lifts you up. And he goes, yeah. Satan was looking over the land who he could, he could go after. He, he had no authority to go after anybody. And God goes, have you considered my servant Job? 
That dude has it together. That dude's living for the right reason. That dude has his focus on me. And he goes, all right, I'll go after him. He goes, you cannot touch his body. You can't touch his personally. But man, the devil went after his property, went after his goods, went after his children. And some of you are going through some tough times right now. The devil's been going after your property. Your car just gave out. You don't have a house. You don't have cattle, any, any kind of goods, any kind of property. And then he kept serving God. So then he said, wow, that dude's pretty faithful, isn't he? Well, let me touch his health. Let's see how faithful he'll be. God says, okay, you can't kill him. But, oh, my goodness, that poor guy, Job, who was suffering. Some of you have been suffering. Some people have asked. Some people have asked me straight to my face. Man, what did you do, man? You must have really sinned to be going through what you went through. You almost died with COVID. Your hip got all jacked up. Then you have surgery, and then you have to have another surgery. You're still kind of struggling, climbing stairs. What did you do? I go, live for Jesus. That's it. Just live for Jesus. I don't consider this a punishment. I just consider it life. Because in John 16, 33, he says, In this world, you will have many trials and tribulations. But be of good cheer because I have overcome this world. I don't care what comes my way. I don't invite stuff. Some people go, send it out. I don't. I don't. Hey, hey. Protect me from it, God. But guess what? If it comes, I know who's with me. And if God be for me, nothing could be against me. See, we've got to know that. We've got to realize that. We've got to chase God and chase him and chase the reason that we live is for Jesus. We live for his glory. We live to enter eternity with him and to be there forevermore. I have given my life to Jesus, and I'm already living eternal life. If you've given your life to Jesus, you are already living eternal life. But someday, I'm going to take my last breath here and my new one. It's going to be in glory. And I don't know what that's like, but I'll tell you what. There's only one poor guy that came back, and that's Lazarus. Can you imagine? He had gone home, and Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Oh, come on. Do I have to? I don't want to go back to Bethany. My sisters are awesome, but come on. And he sent him back. But man, all I know is that God wants you to live for the right reason. Are you living for Jesus? Do you even know Jesus? Are you walking with Jesus? Oh, all they ever talk about is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's right. I don't want you to go to hell. And that's why I pray, 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 pray. I pray that you understand. I pray that you get understanding. I pray that you live with purpose. I live that, that you pray with 
but with direction, that you really understand the riches of God's word, the truth of his goodness and his mercy, that you come to the enlightenment of his goodness and you go, wow, so that's what they're talking about. And then when you do something good, like, wow. People are even hitting, scamming people by trying to do something good. The wobbly tire scam that's out right now. Hey, man, your tire's wobbly or your tire's flat. Look, let me help you. And they open their trunk, and while they're trying to help them, they're ripping off their car inside, their purse and everything else. They've already done that to some 25 women here in our city. Like, shame on them. But they know that people are vulnerable when someone wants to help. That's why even if you want to help today, people are skeptical. Like, I know I still have a limp, but I want to help. So I'm at the grocery store, and sometimes I'm there, hey, let me help you with that. Look, I don't need anything. I don't want anything. I'm just I, I'm just a godly man that wants to help. And some people finally go like, really? I go, yeah. And they let me put the groceries in the trunk of their car. God bless you. And I'll take the cart. And they're like, gosh, thank you. Because they don't expect that. They don't expect to be treated nice anymore. I'm telling you, you want to rush? Pour yourself out. You want to rush? Be used for the glory of God. Do it for the right reason. Start living right. You're going to find that there's such meaning. You're going to go like, man, this is amazing. It's amazing. It's simply amazing. Look. Tomas has shared parts of his testimony. Some of you don't know who Tomas is. You don't know him, you need to get to know him. He's, he's Chrome Dome up here. Oh, I said Chrome Dome. That's what you used to call our principal in high school because he had a bald head. But Chrome Dome here is Tomas. So wave to everyone, Tomas. Okay, that's Tomas. Okay. Now, Tomas was like me, a wino, dino, and a dingbat, okay? He was lost. And he knew a lot of lost people in this city. And there's people that come to our church. Sometimes they come for funerals. Sometimes they come for a wedding. Sometimes they just come to church. And they see Tomas, and they literally, they like freak out. Sometimes they see him, if he's got a mop, they go, oh, are you doing community service? <laughs> right, no, no, right? And he goes, no, man, I'm, I'm the lead custodian, and I'm studying to become a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And they're like, no, really, dude, what are you doing? And he goes, that's what I'm doing. And now he's this man of God. He's a husband and a father to his daughters. And now God has given him 24 daughters. <laughs> he and his wife are over Frontline Resurrection Ministry. And he's this man who had no significance, wasn't living for the right reasons. And now he gets up every day, like 5.30 in the morning, right? 
I don't even know if God's up at 530. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he cal- calm down. I'm going to get written up on that. God is always all, all awake. He never sleeps nor slumbers. So calm down. But Tomas is this man filled with great joy, has purpose. He's addicted to ministry now because now he found the real excitement of life. He found real joy of what sacrificial living is and right living is and what it's all about. And I want to ask you, do you, do you know that? Do you know what it's all about? In Ecclesiastes 2.11, it said, but as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all meaningless, like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. What is your epitaph going to say? What's your epitaph going to say? Some people leave a lasting invest. They leave lasting investments for their family, but no spirituality. Some people they leave footprints that lead to eternity for Christians to follow and the lost to find, and others. Just leave. (laughs) They didn't make a dent in the world, and they're not going to glory. Where are you going? Where are you going? Do you know Jesus? That's why I always ask after every service, if you don't know Jesus and you want to receive him today, raise your hand and say, that's me. Is there anyone here today that wants to receive Christ? It never has. Then you know what? I want to invite you to just really seek God and say, God, the excitement I want to live for is to hear you say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So if there's anything you want to just release to the Lord, I invite you to come up and do that. Would you stand with us? Would you sing this song? We're going to close out in prayer in a few minutes, and we're just going to say thank you. I don't know what kind of day you've had. I don't know what kind of month or year you've had. But I want you to know that right now, God is very present and wants to minister to your life. Won't you come up? Won't you say, would you pray with me? Won't you come up to walk alongside of me? Would you do that right now? Make your way up. I come out of agreement with the light that you have left me on my own. No, I am not alone. I come out of agreement with the worry and the fear I've come to know. No, they won't have a hold on me.
Church, can we celebrate what the Lord has done here tonight? Come on. Thank you, Lord, for the work tonight, Lord, for the power of your word, Lord, both in song and spoken word here from this platform, Lord. All honor is given to you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for that tonight. Lord, that we not walk out the same way that we walked in, Lord, will always be my prayer for me and for every person within the sound of my voice. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for tonight, Lord. Thank you for our worship. Thank you for our word. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, church, we love you. We dismiss you in Jesus' name. We can't wait to see you Sunday. Stop by that angel tree table. Bless someone tonight.